Welcome to the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast, where I share stories of the babies I've treated, tips for professionals and parents, and demystify this amazing healing modality. I'm Megan Beams, your baby bodywork mentor. I'm obsessed with all things birth, babies, healing, and plain old being a human. Join me while I sink deep into craniosacral therapy. Also, hit subscribe so you never miss a thing. Now let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the My Baby Craniosacral Podcast. I am your host, Megan Beams, and today we are going over how parents are being gaslit by physicians. If you're new to this podcast, I am on this journey to bring and train as many professionals in craniosacral therapy as possible so that we can have an infant craniosacral therapist in every town in North America. Why? Why do I believe this? Honestly, this episode is why I believe we need to have this type of healing in every town. And it's all about how humans are being told to ignore symptoms because don't worry, they'll go away. Or don't worry, I have a medication for you. I have seen this time and time again, and I'm over it. I'm so angry. I don't believe it. I know that there are answers, and so do the parents who are seeking this kind of help. I started this training center, so I started My Baby Craniosacral just because uh, I had a desire to help people. You know, I didn't really know what kind of changes I could give families until I started seeing the differences, until I started getting parents messaging me or just coming back for another appointment being like, holy crap, I had no idea that what you were going to do was going to help in this amount, that they were going to change and be that much better after just a couple of sessions. And I took non-believers into believers within two weeks. So I saw the differences, I saw the changes, and I saw how this was changing the trajectory for the baby's lives. Not only that, but the amount of postpartum depression that parents could be relieved of because they felt so horrible about this new journey as a parent and how inept they felt and helpless. And look, we can help them. They don't need to be told things like, don't worry, they'll grow out of it. That's not how babies work. They grow into it. That is what I say. Babies don't grow out of it. They grow into it. Their body will compensate for the areas of weakness or the areas that are lacking. Their body will compensate. We are designed to survive. (laughs) They are surviving. I just, I will not accept the answer of don't worry, they'll grow out of it. I will not accept or don't worry, this happens all the time. No, I don't accept that answer. Please let's figure out what's happening. So in today's episode, we're going to be going over gaslighting by physicians, how parents have this gut instinct, and then how craniosacral therapy listens to the inner physician. We all have something in us that is telling us whether we are doing well or we are not doing well, and then ways that our body sends messages to our conscious brain to let us know that that we are not doing well. Please listen to me. That's my inner physician saying, please listen to me. We've been told not to as a society. You know, just talking about this gets my heart rate up and I can feel very emotional and I can feel 
almost my pulse in my throat as I'm speaking because I get all riled up about this. So gaslighting by physicians. These physicians or doctors or pediatricians or family doctors or whatever it is that they are trained in, they have spent many, many years in school. They have spent many, many dollars on their education and they hold firmly their beliefs because if we say something that goes against their beliefs, it is threatening their ego. (laughs) It also threatens their belief system. It threatens all of the years and education and money that they put into this belief system. And they don't want to say that what they have just spent years and years of time and money on is wrong or could be wrong. They're not about to say, hmm, maybe you're right. Maybe all of the things that I learned in school are not completely true and that there is possibly another answer. They're also bound by oath to treat patients in the way that they were trained. Because of laws, because of insurance policies, because they do not want to get sued. And so they are actually stuck in that position. They aren't able to say that, you know, alternative healing is something that patients and parents should seek out based on the fact that they might not have the literature to back it up and that in their hospital, due to bureaucracy, and bureaucracy takes forever to allow something new to come in for change to happen, they're not allowed to say things like, you should try out alternative healing (laughs) because the hospital will not allow it or whatever college that they are part of will not allow it. Their state board, their provincial board, something like that will not allow it. I understand that is their education, that is their law, and they have to say these things. However, what they say to parents in order to be seen as the professional, I'm getting all riled up here, is essentially gaslighting the parents. When the parent comes in and they say, my baby's experiencing these symptoms, I don't know what to do, please help me. They're not about to say, I don't know what to do. No, instead, what they're going to say is wait and see, because that's what they've been taught. They say, don't worry, I see this all the time. It will get better. So let's just wait a couple of months and see how it goes. Or don't worry, this normally goes away by six months. But saying, don't worry, what if this child is three weeks old? Don't worry, this goes away at six months. Hi. That means that this person has five months and one week left of suffering with this child who is suffering. That doesn't help them saying, don't worry, it'll be gone in six months. No, no, that does not help them. They're like, okay, great. So what do I do now? What do I do with my three-week-old right now? Thank you very much. So, you know, these parents are being gaslit. Don't worry, it's going to go away. You know, it's really not that bad. I've seen worse. At least they're not blah blah blah. These are all things to make the parent think that maybe it isn't that bad. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe this is a normal baby thing and I just have to put up with it. However, this is what leads me into the next part of the podcast. And that is that parents have gut instincts. 
Usually the primary caregiver has the majority of the gut instincts and they know they are being told by the baby's symptoms. They are being told by their own inner wisdom because we are wise. Thank you very much. Their own inner wisdom is saying something is not right. We need to change this. This baby is screaming incessantly. This baby is not feeding well. This baby is not gaining weight. This baby is refusing to eat. This baby is grunty and gassy and farty. They are not seeing this as, oh, it's just a normal baby thing. No, because they are Googling the shit out of these symptoms. That's what happened, folks. We got access to the internet. And with internet, we have knowledge at our fingertips. And we as a society were trained to, quote unquote, trust the professionals oh, you know what? They've got all this education. They must know more than we do. And for years, physicians did know more than we did. But things have changed. Things are changing. We are getting more knowledge. We are understanding our own bodies way better. We are listening to the fact that our bodies are trying to send us messages that something is not right inside of us. And I am like, woohoo! I'm like so excited because these parents are listening. They are listening to their gut instincts, and I'm so incredibly proud of them. The fact that they are listening and the fact that they are seeking out alternative care makes me even more proud because they are not giving in to the gaslighting. I am so happy. I am so glad that people are reaching out to me being like, hey, is this symptom something that you work with? Yes, maybe. And if I feel like maybe it's not something I've come across, I will probably do some research about it and let you know whether it's something I can help with or not. And if it's something that I am on the fence about, I would say, come on in, let me do a full assessment of your baby or your toddler, really, because a lot of times it's toddlers that are coming in too. And from there, maybe I can give you some more answers. I can actually lead you in a direction that your physician is not able to lead you in. Because I am not bound by an oath. I am not bound by my college. And in fact, I am bound by my college to refer you out if it is out of scope for me. So I will lead you in the right direction. I will lead you to the profession in which this they are part of that scope of practice. So these parents are seeing that their babies are in pain. They know that their baby is trying to communicate with them. And these parents themselves have tried alternative healing and they got results from it, right? Lots of people are like, oh, I did cranial or I did Cairo or I did osteopathy for my own body. I mean, acupuncture, we're not about to go stick needles in babies. However, we can put little acupressure, little beads on them. Sure, why not? It's little acupressure beads. Again, out of my scope, maybe you can't. So don't quote me on that. We can use alternative healing on babies because babies are humans. They have human tissue. They have human systems. And guess what? They work just the same as adult systems. They work just the same as adult tissues. They are not a fresh slate. They are not a clean slate. They can have issues. They can have restrictions in their body that is keeping them from working properly. And different healing modalities address different restrictions or issues in the body, and they can be helped. So these parents know that there are answers, and they know that help is out there. 
Now, some are skeptical because they are told, quote unquote, to trust the professionals, like I said earlier, and gaslighting works. You're just making it bigger than it needs to be, right? They feel insecure. They feel like they're failing and depression sets in and they think, oh, I might as well give up or they're in survival mode. I know parents who do not reach out for help because they are purely surviving on a day-to-day basis. They are stuck in freeze mode. They don't know what to do. So the answer is do nothing. Survive. Make it through the day. Let's get to tomorrow and hope that it's better than today. However, some parents are proactive, not in a slight. They are able to get out of that freeze mode and they are in fight or flight. They are in fight mode. They're like, listen, I ain't got time for you and I am going to do the work. I am going to fight for my child. And they do. Again, that's not great for the body system. (laughs) That is cortisol to your system. But they are making a change. They are making a difference and they are seeking help for the baby. And I'm so proud of them. I am also proud of the parents who are surviving day to day. That is hard. And I am here to support you from a distance. Like literally, if you're choosing, sorry, I can't come in because it's too hard to get my baby to an appointment. I understand you have my full and total support and I will send you some good vibes as much as possible to see if I can help you in that way. So how does craniosacral therapy work in this aspect? We have inner physicians. Okay, we have that inner wisdom like I was speaking about before. And if you want to read the book, Your Inner Physician and You by Dr. Upletcher, I highly recommend it. It's essentially how he discovered the fact that the cerebral spinal fluid flows through the craniosacral system and that it can get stuck if the fascia or meninges have restrictions. And so that's a little bit of anatomy speak. However, if you want to read the book, I highly recommend it. Your Inner Physician and You by Dr. Upledger. I'll have it in the show notes so you can go in and purchase it on Amazon if you'd like. I do not have an affiliate code, so it will not be affiliate based. (laughs) But go ahead and search it up. I highly recommend it. So we have these systems in our bodies and they are designed to constantly and consistently monitor the state of our insides, of how all of our systems are running. And this is how we maintain homeostasis, which I'm sure you have heard of. And that's how it's essentially balanced within our body. So our bodies send signals to our conscious mind about a dysregulation within our insides, or to say that in layman terms, out of homeostasis or out of balance. And if we aren't fluent in the language of our symptoms, again, gaslighting from pharmaceutical companies is like, you know, symptoms, don't worry, I got a medication for you. Not symptoms, something is in your body telling you something, right? We're just thought, oh, medication, that'll fix the symptom. But that's the only answer that we have been given. So why would we think otherwise? So these symptoms are messages. The symptoms could be telling us that we are getting too much of something or not enough of something. And so examples would be we are getting too much stress and too much stress equals too much cortisol, which equals the shutdown of our digestive system. Cortisol has a huge, huge impact on the vagus nerve, which partially controls the movement within our digestive tract. 
the other thing that we could have is not enough of something. And so not enough sleep can also increase cortisol and then that might shut down the circadian rhythm. Perhaps we are getting too much of a nutrient or maybe not a nutrient, but like something that we are consuming, we are getting too much of it and our body is going to show us that it's not liking it and we will get eczema or we will get rashes or we will get brain fog. Okay, so too much of something can also send us messages. But if we are listening to our bodies, we can figure out what is ailing us and then we can make changes accordingly. And as a society, like I said before, we have been conditioned to push these messages aside and just keep on trucking. I mean, like, who's going to pay for your groceries this month? You know, like, you've got to keep going to work. Just because you have eczema doesn't mean you can't go to work. Just because you have diarrhea all day long doesn't mean you can't go to work. You can work through those, but you're also not listening to your body what it's saying to you, and you're not making changes. And this is what's happening with babies. These parents are being gaslit by the physicians. However, they're like, listen, I see this symptom, and I know that something is out of alignment, and we need to do something. And that's where CST comes in. I have designed my courses through levels one to four based on symptoms. And each level experiences or goes deeper into different ways that we can understand symptoms and then different ways that we can treat symptoms. So level one is about the body. Level two is about the head. Level three is about the emotional state and dysregulation. And level four is about, again, within the head, but within the head and how the brain is working or not working. So each level is going to give you something different and each level builds upon the other. And now I don't believe that craniosacral is everything. I believe that craniosacral is a conjunctive healing modality, meaning that it works best in conjunction with another healing modality. So that could be a healing modality that is based on movement. Movement is either strengthening or stretching or coordination. So maybe that's an OT with integrating reflexes. Maybe that's an SLP who is, again, integrating reflexes, but working on movement within the mouth. Maybe it's a PT who is doing strengthening and stretching exercises for the body. All of these things can be used in conjunction with craniosacral therapy. And then it could also be in conjunction with modalities that are based on nutrition. So a feeding specialist. Maybe this baby is consuming things that is creating inflammation in the gut. Now they have leaky gut. Yes, they can get leaky gut. So in conjunction with, you know, a nutritionist or an allergist or something like that to see if we can figure out how to best heal their gut. And then in conjunction with connection. So healing modalities based on connection. So therapy or baby yoga or baby massage because this parent might be dysregulated emotionally and the baby is going to mirror the dysregulated state of the parent. And so maybe this baby is just calling out for more love, bonding, eye contact, physical connection, and they want to be feeling like they are safe. So babies need basic things. Basic things being movement, proper nutrition, and they need to feel safe and loved. 
And if they are not getting these things, if their needs are not being met, they will tell us. They are not manipulating us. They are not spoiled. They are not lazy. They are not just gassy. They are not just like their dad when he was a baby. No, they are telling us something and parents are finally listening. And I am so incredibly grateful for all of the students who have come through my program who are using this on a daily basis because they are changing lives in the world. They are changing lives. And you could too. I have my next level one course coming up in October. If you are not already a craniosacral therapist, you can start in our foundations in September. The enrollment closes on August 28th, 2023. Wow, what year is it? And so you can start learning CST in September. And then by October, you will be treating babies. So I do have people asking me, like, why do I need to do the foundations course if all I want to do is treat babies? Well, if you want to treat babies, then you need to learn the foundations. You're not going to go into infant CST level one and have an idea of what I'm talking about if you don't do the foundations. So it would be like, okay, let's go be an electrician <laughs> without going to school to be an electrician, right? Like that's just, that's just not how this works. You have to learn the basics before you can move on to the specializations. That's why we have the foundations course. So enrollment closes August 28th. I hope to see you in my class. And if you do enroll, you will be treating babies and changing lives by the first week of October 2023, because that's the year it is. I know that it seems scary learning online, but I promise you that you will be able to pick these things up. It is a little bit challenging in the fact that <laughs> your ego will be challenged because it is a new skill that is almost unfathomable. Wow, I might be scaring you at this point, and I hope not. <laughs> but it, it is so gentle and so light that it requires a lot of practice. If you're interested and you have questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Feel free to send me an email or go on the website and use the email the automatic email, you know, insert here, insert message, press send. Any way you want to ask me questions, feel free to do it. I am always here to answer them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I will see you next time. Hey, before you go, my Craniosacral Foundations virtual only course is open for enrollment. That's right. You can learn craniosacral from your very own home. Whether you're a health professional working in the perinatal world, a manual therapist looking to expand your current practice to include craniosacral, or helping babies and families is your passion, there's something in this course for you. You can significantly change the lives of the people in your community. And when you register, you'll have immediate access to the course materials so you can get learning right away with three three-hour live virtual classes to help guide you through the curriculum and an online community of fellow classmates and alumni, this program is here to support you every step of the way. Registration closes soon, so follow the link in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you in class.